What is up, River family? It is Wednesday, which means it's our Wednesday Bible study. Here's why we do this. We want to grow together right where we are. So we hope that this encourages you. We hope it inspires you. So let's dive into his word. What is up, everybody? It is Wednesday morning. We haven't done this in a couple weeks. We had a sick kiddo and something else happened, like a major holiday. I don't even know. But we're back at the Wednesday Bible study. Um, and our goal is to grow together right where we are. Um, I'm joined with Pastor Naomi and Brittany Porter. And then you guys know me, I'm Pastor Matt. Um, and we're going to go back into the book of Mark. <laughs> we haven't been in the book of Mark for a little bit. Um, we just had a bunch of really good topical ideas, how to read the Bible, obstructions or uh, things that get in the way of how to read the Bible. What's your favorite part of Christmas? These kind of things. Um, so we're going to cover eight verses. We're going to be in Mark chapter 13. So while you're turning there, let me just fill you in on some stuff that you may have forgotten since we haven't talked about the book of Mark in like 12 weeks. Um, Mark, remember, Mark is not a disciple, a direct disciple of Jesus. He's an indirect disciple in the fact that he's a disciple of Peter. So everything that Mark is writing is what Peter is really telling him to write. So it's really interesting to get uh, Peter's perspective on uh, the events that are that happen um, and kind of look and see how they're different than maybe what you would see in Matthew or the book of John. Um, so let's we're going to cover we're going to go two verses right off the bat when we talk about it. It's more of a historical reference and then um, we'll go the last thought. So Mark chapter 13 verse 1 it says as he was going out of the temple one of his disciples said to him teacher look what massive stones what impressive buildings Jesus said to him do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. That's a, can you imagine like seeing something and like being super excited about it? And she's like, yeah, that's going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just like, it's coming down, guys. Somebody's yeah. Christmas tree. That's an amazing Christmas tree. Well, December 26th, it's coming down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that will not be there tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> have a Christmas tree right behind me. Do y'all see, are y'all seeing anything in this? I, I've got a little something. I just want to give y'all an opportunity to... No, I just know, like, the, some of the, I don't know if it's historical context, but the building they're referencing to, like, these stones, they're not, like, bricks that you put in a brick house. Like, they're really, they're actually really, really big. And it's a massive building. I did, like, a little nerding out, and I was looking it up and stuff. And, like, these stones are, like, the sizes of, like, small garages. Like, they're pretty large. Like, they're oh, pretty wow. huge. Like, so, it, like, we could be inside one of the stones. Like, these are not small stones. <laughs> Today's podcast brought to you from inside a massive stone. <laughs> just, uh, it, <laughs> that, that is huge. And, and so what he's saying, like, wow, like this magnificent building. I think I would do the same thing. I'd be like, Jesus, do you see how big this thing is? And you do like, it's going to fall. And then when he it's says gonna it's going to fall and you're kind of like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be here when that top one rolls down. So, right? yeah, and he says not one stone will be left on top of another. So um, imagine, I mean, you know, you get into cinder blocks and they're hollow, but they're a little bit heavier. You get into a stone the size of this, like a small garage. Imagine how heavy that stone is. And he's saying not one will be left on top of another. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, who's moving it? You know, I mean, who's bringing it down? Sure. The answer is, I mean, if we're going to go kind of to – to work alongside what you were saying, historically, that building came down in 70 AD, I believe. 
is uh, Rome came in. They had an order from Caesar to tear everything apart. So they did. So Jesus speaking prophetically kind of in those moments like, hey, this is going to happen. Yeah. It happened 70 years or probably uh, closer to 40 years after Jesus's death. Um, what's interesting. So I like I'm going to nerd out too. Um, there's a double negative. Not one stone will be left upon another. When you look at the Greek and how it's written, there's a double negative. Well, this is interesting because anytime there's a double anything, Jesus is emphasizing something. And more specifically, uh, when Jesus is using this double negative, he's saying like, this is truly going to happen. Um, a, a good example of this would be um, in the Genesis story. We know Joseph gets thrown into a pit, sold into Potiphar's house, gets thrown into prison. Um, and then while he's there, interprets a guy's dream. He forgets about him. And then Pharaoh has the same dream twice, and it just looks different. One is seven healthy cows, and they and seven unhealthy ones, and the seven unhealthy eat the seven healthy, but nothing changes about them. And then uh, same thing with grain. You got seven stalks of good grain, and then bad ones. And um, he calls Joseph, the cupbearer, remembers him, and. Joseph comes up, he listens to the dream. He's like, well, since you saw this twice, God is telling you it's going to happen. So it's, it's, it's like it's imminent. This isn't like a, a, a concept or an idea. This is very real. This is going to happen. So uh, it's something to think about in this. Jesus uses a double negative. Not one son will be left upon another. Double negative. What is he saying? It, this is going to happen. Like this is true. And then, you know, 40 years later, mm-hmm. it happened. Yeah. Let's go, let's finish it. Three through eight. It says, While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives across from the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? So they're obviously still intrigued, right? And what will be the sign when all of these things are about to be accomplished? Jesus told them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. These things must take place, but it is not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of the birth pains. These are, oh, now now we're getting into end time type conversations, right? Um, he says, watch out. Nobody deceives you. Many will come. What are y'all, what are y'all hearing in that? I think for me, it was just, you know, Jesus saying, yes, these things are going to happen. But I, I think, like we talked about before this, like, the don't be alarmed is something that um, I think is super relevant for the times because, you know, we are we live in times of uncertainty right now. And I think that Jesus is saying, you know, like he said many times before, don't be afraid because mm-hmm. I knew this was going to happen and I've said this was going to happen, but you're still going to be okay because look at what I've said at the end. That's really good. I want to double back to that here in a little bit. So I want to, we're going to sidebar this here in a little bit. Romy, what are you seeing? I think it's kind of brings comfort when Jesus is saying like these things will happen like this, 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 and this thing will all happen. Cause like, I'm, I'm not a parent and I don't have kids, but like just thinking forward to like, whenever I have a baby, I'm going to be like, is this normal? Like your baby's supposed to do this. And for someone to be like, yeah, that's normal. Like the baby's going to do that. I'm going to be like, okay, my baby is not an alien or something like that. You know, like it's comforting because it's like, oh, this is normal. So for Jesus to say like, these things will happen and this and this and this and this, this these are all going to happen. It's like, oh, okay, so this is normal. Yeah. This well, is gonna what do you think he means by many will come saying I am he and they will deceive? You know, because the, the very first warning in that is before he even gets into wars and rumors of wars, he's like, watch out that nobody deceives you. You know, uh, 
Yeah. No, I just <laughs> my brain is going. I, I would propose many people who think um, in times are like, well, that's the Antichrist. Right. Here's what's interesting. Um, only one writer in the biblical narrative uses the term Antichrist, and it's John. Right. And in uh, I believe it's first John, he says there are many, many antichrists. So this this one giant figure is only referenced by the one who had and wrote the book of Revelation. But he also says that there's many of them. Uh, one commentary I, I looked at said this. It would be people who misuse the name of Jesus. Right. And I'm like, oh, how <laughs> scary. Yeah. Like how many times did Jesus warn? Look at the. In, just the Sermon of the Mount. Like, have, what, beware of false teachers. You yeah, know? you see it so many times in Scripture that he says, beware of people that are coming in my name and saying yeah. these things. And I think that something for me that, that, that stands out to me <coughs> is just remember, don't, you know, like, stick to what you know is true. Yeah. Like, stick, to, if something stick. doesn't look right or it doesn't look like Jesus or whatever the situation may be, then you have to think about it. So how do you, let's, let's give somebody a measuring stick, right? If he's saying to watch out for people who may come using my name or bearing my name, what would you say would be a measuring stick to say that this is a good person to follow or maybe I shouldn't follow this one? I think the fruits, their fruits yeah. and their character. So if, I mean, so let's be real. Like some people are just really talented yeah. and talent can only get you so far before yeah. your character drops, drops out behind you because it just can't keep up with your talent. Yeah. So like there are pastors, not Matt, Matt's, Cool, but there are pastors that are like that are talented. They can speak well. They can say the things, and they they know the word. But like, there's character that doesn't. It just doesn't keep up. And so, like, when you start seeing these like not so good fruits yeah. come out, like yeah. cheating on the wives, you know, just uh, stuff like that. That's what would be that if like if their character doesn't match with with the talent, that I'd be like. Nah, you're fake news. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. I think for me, it's like, is it biblical? Are they saying what we have read and saying what we know God says and what we know God says about us and who we are and who he is? Um, I think that that would be another measuring stick as well. That's a really good one. And that, I mean, that puts a lot of uh, emphasis on um, those listening to actually know the answer to that question. Like, yep. is it biblical? Or is what they're saying sound really good and kind of tickle my ears and... This is what I want to believe because it may be easier. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that's what that, I think those are really, really good measuring sticks. So let's go into this last part. Okay, when you hear of wars, rumors of wars, nation rising up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, earthquakes, famines. I feel like, like we're there. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I feel like. So I, I would ask the question are we in the end times? Are, uh, Maybe we're in the birthing pains, but yeah. I don't know when the baby's coming. <laughs> well, I'm going to steal something that Matt has said had said to me about something that we had talked about previously about the book of Revelation. Like the people that wrote these things, like thought those were the end times. Like they thought the world was going to end, and they thought that whatever um, was said in the Bible, it was going to happen. And um, so maybe they believed that and they believed that it was the end times. And I mean, how can we not think even a little bit that that's not where we're at right now? Well, I, that, I agree. So let's hold on to that. Let's or let's let's process through that. Every generation, especially like think, okay, think after the apostles, people that are reading yeah. the the letters from the apostles, the Pauline letters, the Gospels, um, or even the the Gospel of Mark, are like every generation after that would be like, well, well crap, there's wars, there's rumors of wars, there's a yeah. famine going on. Yeah. 
over here, uh, you know, my house shook the other day. You know what I mean? Like every generation, like following the ones writing this, thought there that the end times was going to happen in their life period, mm-hmm. right? If that's the case, this is where I'm going to go back. Remember what you said. I'm going to pull it back out. The most important part of this text is do not be alarmed, mm-hmm. right? Hear that. And, and I think it's so relevant to today. The most important part, or, or another way of saying it, is do not lose focus. Right. What he's encouraging the disciples is like, hey, when this stuff happens, you've got to stay on mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you've got to keep caring for uh, what I almost said. What I call it, orphans in in Ido or Ido. I keep transposing the words, but widows and orphans. You've got to still keep carrying the message. You've got to go and make disciples. You know what I mean? So, so. Oh man! And I think something. Sorry, I think something that stands out for me is like, don't let the world tell. Don't let the world negate your calling. Like, don't let what what happens here yeah, um, stop you from from moving forward. Like, keep your faith and don't worry about what's going on because we have people running around with their heads on fire right now. Yeah. And you know, we're not we're called to be the people that are like, no, this is you know, love Jesus. Here, yeah. like, look at Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? How so. many times has the fear of it being the end time stopped our feet? Right. Like That's it true. kept us from moving. Um, like we've seen that, I think we've seen that over the last couple of years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, don't be, don't, don't be alarmed. Don't lose focus. Don't be distracted. Uh, you go into what is the most heated presidential uh, election that's ever been happened, and everybody lost focus of the gospel and was more focused about who's sitting in the Oval Office. Right. You know what I mean? Am I saying bury your head in the sand? No. no. By all means, be informed. But don't lose focus of your mission. Don't lose focus of your calling. COVID happens. Um, and we, I talked about this, I think, this past Sunday. But uh, a pastor that I was listening to mentioned that when plagues happen across the world, the, the, the church didn't run away into their homes. They ran, ran to the sick, yeah. took care of them, built hospitals, you know, uh, and, and things like that. So even if it cost them their lives, why? Because they didn't lose focus um the question i would ask is yeah i've had a ton of people ask you know like is this the end times is the vaccine the mark of the beast no the vaccine is not the mark of the beast um but is it the is it the end times you know there's all of these conspiracy theories about this about that all of this is going to happen all of this is going to take place and my response to people is this is if if uh if everything goes in a drastically worse situation uh, tomorrow, there are a ton of people that are going to spend their life separate from Jesus. So I can either focus and exert my energy in um, conspiracy theories, or or uh, running away, or locking myself in in my home, or I can stay on mission and deliver the gospel. And, I think when we do that, we actually find fulfillment in our life. Right. You mean does that mean it's easy? No. You mean? Mm-hmm. I think the idea of wars and rumors of wars and all of that stuff, even being under Roman oppression when they're writing this, is kind of a scary thing. You go into the book of Acts and you see how the early church kind of gets persecuted, but it, it, in their persecution, you see the biggest growth. They, they actually leave. It was their persecution that drove them out of Jerusalem into Samaria, Judea, and the ends of the earth. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I think the biggest takeaway. From this whole text 
is despite the chaos that's going on outside, don't get distracted. Yeah. Right. Don't be alarmed. Don't lose hope. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. Is there anything else you guys want to add? Oh, this reminds me of, and you can tell me, you can correct me if I'm like taking it out of context, but there's a verse in Revelation that says, like, behold, I'll come like a thief in the night, and blessed is those who, like, stay awake and are, like, are prepared, essentially, is kind of, like, the principle it's getting at. And then uh, Matthew, in Matthew, there's also a verse that's, like, like, you know, if a master was still awake in the night and a theft, and a theft came, like, he wouldn't let him, steal, like, he was ready to handle it. Yeah. And so I think, like, whether this is end times or not, we should be living with the same attitude right. of being prepared. Like, as if, even if Jesus is coming tomorrow, like, we should be prepared and be walking in our purpose and doing the thing and living as Jesus did. So so what if it is at times? So what? We should be living the same. Yeah. Well, so, uh, and let's use the image of the wedding, right? Because mm-hmm. we have the great wedding feast. Um, who's the most prepared person at a wedding? The bride. The bride. <laughs> who's reference it's not an actual term in the bible but it uh, it's assumed who's the assumed bride of christ in the bible it's the church right so it's our responsibility to be preparing for this wedding that's supposed to happen in the end times instead of waiting right there's so much prep uh, the decorations the how you want to look the dress you want to get yeah there's this, there's that, the money we want to spend, and, and all this other stuff. No no bride, no, I've never met a bride in all of the weddings that I've done where she said yes to the ring and then sat still for nine months oh, or, yeah. or a year, or you know, some engagements are 17 years. I mean, it was like four. I'm, that was an over-exaggeration. It's like, right, no, that's but, a long time. <laughs> you know, but my point is this, is you don't say yes and then sit still. Yeah. Right. Let's... Take that to our faith. You don't yeah. say yes and sit still. We prepare. But, right. but also, like, keeping in the wedding theme, like, don't you invite guests to your wedding too? Like, isn't that what we're called to do as Christians is invite people to the wedding and, you know, want them to be there and show them, like, this is this is, this is is the life that you, that you could have because you, that's what we're called to do as Christians is to spread the word and love people and things like that. So to me, when you said wedding, that's what it meant. Like, that's what I thought was, why don't, aren't you supposed to invite yes to your wedding? Do you want to get married as well? <laughs> say yes to yeah. Not, you know what I mean though. No, it's yeah. a great, no, no, it's, it's, a perfect, it's the perfect analogy. Yeah. Okay, what is it about the wedding that makes the wedding so great? It's who we marry. It's yeah. Jesus, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh, we've been saying this and it's probably going to repeat itself well into 2022 but the reason heaven is so good is because jesus is there the reason hell is so bad is because jesus isn't there right the whole theme of it it, is it's about jesus and jesus is the one saying hey listen don't be deceived when there's wars rumors of wars famines earthquakes all this other stuff don't be alarmed don't be afraid don't get distracted stay on on mission and remember what I've said and remember yeah yeah absolutely um I think that's a good stopping place for today what Mm -hmm. you guys think Mm -hmm. hey so uh man we we just want to thank you guys for joining us if there's something you liked post it down in the comments below if you have a question we would love to go after those um and we would love for you to share the video so that more people can grow with us every week as we dive in the word of God. Again, our vision is this. We want to grow together right where we are. So we hope you have an amazing week. Stay safe. 
on New Year's. Don't get too crazy. And then don't forget, church is still on the second. So go serve at your local church. Start 2022 off on the right leg. Love you guys. Have a great week. Well, hey, that is our Wednesday Bible study. We just want to thank you so much again for joining us. And if you want to join us every week, if you'll click subscribe, this podcast will pop up right there for you. Again, we want to do this to grow together right where we are.